2: run like a wild man! to struggle
3: and i want you with them from auburn university folks Jackson. the
1: correct auburn arena or jungle land time is 8:59 p.m. central standard time your digital audio device is tuned into the orange and true podcast Harvard by the friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers It is I, at SunaCrow2 on Twitter You can find me at Suna Crow on Venmo And I am going to talk about the number one team in America tonight But not by myself Alongside of me, via the magic of the internet Is the rumor monger himself at Ryan S. Starratt on Twitter. Ryan Starrett, the S stands for standing room only. King it, Peacock, you know, how you, you doing? can, like, sell tickets for that? Yeah, you know what? Did you know that? They, they sell yeah, these tickets, just, and people go yeah. there, and they don't even want to sit down. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, Kentucky fans literally
0: say they don't get up for anything that's not a Final Four, so.
1: Well, they haven't been to one of those since, uh, it's been a while. Been a while since they've been to a Final Four. To the other side of me. A person who just caught that stained reference. Giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR. The AU Chief.
2: It's been a while. Hey guys.
1: Chief? Yep. Who would you rather have as your football coach right now? Brian Harson or Rafa Benitez?
2: <laughs> Boy. Uh...
0: I thought you were going to offer Mark
1: Stoops to us, and I was going to take that trade.
2: Duncan Ferguson? Duncan Ferguson,
1: all right. <laughs> Ryan, Wayne Rooney? Ryan, Rafa Benitez was hired as Everton's manager, and it went about as well as a lead balloon. <laughs> it was.
2: It would be uh, akin to us hiring Mike Shula, if Mike Shula had ever won yeah. anything at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's giving us, so a, giving us like, a to hire. It
1: went about as well as hiring, a first date. Is it like hiring Brian Harsin? No, this no. is more like you go no. on a first date with the gal and you take her to a barbecue restaurant. And she tells you she's a vegan. Like, it's just not going to work <laughs> out. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, it'd be like um, hire. Oh like, no, it'd be like, like, like hiring
0: a head coach who immediately wants to go bring
1: on uh, Mike Bobo as, well as offensive coordinator. It'd be no, like this we would we be more like hiring Mark Richt or a guy who didn't work at the last place, but yeah. the last place is also one of your biggest rivals. That's like the Mike Shula like, thing.
2: It'd be like if uh, we hadn't killed Bear Bryant and uh, by defeating him so badly in 1983, and uh, and he lived on long enough to uh, have a much less successful career, and then uh, we hired him as our coach. Your yeah. next head coach of the Alderman Tigers, Avery Johnson?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good comp. Yeah. Or Ed Orgeron. There, you there we go. Like, if we hired Ed, o- Ed Orgeron next, that's kind of like he was great and then he was terrible. And he's well, mostly we, been terrible. We got him. Of That
2: one time he was great. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway,
0: so this would be like Georgia hiring Gene Chiswick. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, there we go. Anyway. If Gene Chiswick had called Georgia a small school, a small team.
1: Yeah. This is. Didn't work out for Everton's Rafa Benitez, but fairly fairly well. Happy trails. Your Auburn Tigers are the best team in the country. Now, we've known that. We've known that for a number of weeks. You've known that if you're listening to this. Your peacock is out with us. But now, the AP poll knows that. That's right.
2: They really, really, they knew it last week. They knew it last week. A few people... Couldn't get with the program. We was call those was people the People
1: people just shitposting last week? Is that what was going on? Uh, a few people. A few people were doing the bits. End. I think what happened but last as, week... was like
0: a collective. It's like, oh, no, we're going to give Auburn more first place votes, but not right. give them number one.
1: Right. I think what happened last week is a bunch of people who had remained anonymous for the most part in their AP poll, poll voting that were doing a bunch of bits. It was revealed that they were doing bits. And their I, colleagues called him out on it before yeah. even Auburn fans did. Like, wait, it's not what this I, poll is I, about.
2: Well, I feel like, I feel like we've had a run in with Jesse Newell before though.
1: We have. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought.
2: I think he has, uh, undervalued the Auburn Tigers, uh, previously in the past.
1: He doesn't, he doesn't even look at the, at the name. I don't, I've, I've decided that he doesn't even care what the name of the school is. He has some weird algorithm that he's using that doesn't use resume. It only uses advanced metrics, and then it spits out where each school A, school B, school C, where they should be ranked, and he just slots it in there blindly. So my my theory is
2: that he doesn't actually have that, but he claims to because it makes him sound smart, and he just
1: he's just putting does, names,
2: just kind of does <laughs> it in his head schools. Yeah, that's my theory.
0: That's you funny. peek at Ken Palm, you peek at uh, uh Team yeah rankings, you know, he a couple of doesn't a couple matter. of those computer sites, and then, you know, uh, vaguely, I know this one's here, this one's there.
1: Yeah. Like, I know awesome. those sites exist because they want to rank people based on advanced stats, and the AP poll exists because they want people to objectively look at the games. But what if mm-hmm. we did both? That's what he thought. Yeah. All right, so last week was a huge week in Auburn basketball, and I started off on a bet with a bang. The Auburn Tigers did something that we love it. We love it when they do, and that is they beat Georgia like a drum um yeah eighty three to sixty it wasn't much of a basketball game,
0: yeah got it out to arm's length and then just kind of stayed there it was a twenty five point game with a half and one by yep.
2: twenty three yeah did, um, didn't play uh we played with our food a little bit in the second half uh
0: just didn't uh you you can say playing with their food, but it's not like it got close at all. I mean, it never got. understanding
1: nah, I, Just. They just. What know,
0: was the closest? It, it got thirteen. Something. Yeah, mid mid teens. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, so it, it was. Auburn yeah. won the four factors because it won three of the four factors. Effective field goal percentage. Auburn was on fire. Uh, shooting fifty three percent. Auburn turned the ball over only ten percent of the time.
0: Yeah, that's how you know the Auburn offense is playing well is when Whew. the guards are just taking care of the ball. And whether Auburn's shooting you know, great or not, when that, really it's that turnover percentage for this team that's uh, been a pretty good indicator.
1: And then our um, is that offense rebound percentage, we, out, we out-rebounded them by 10% on the offensive class, which is great. Auburn, Auburn has, I think, in the last two weeks really cranked up the rebounding, and that's kind of been the biggest been difference. Yeah,
2: definitely something they've been focusing on. And wasn't even a great night on the offensive glass. It was just a
0: really good night on the defensive glass. Yeah, uh, only twenty-two percent offensive rebounding for Georgia. I mean, uh, they had a lot of misses, and they didn't get a lot of second chance points on it.
1: So, yeah. um, everybody played in this game, which was interesting because that was the opposite of the next game. But in the Georgia game, everybody played. Um, but and no one played more than twenty seven minutes. Bruce uh, interestingly,
2: the uh, the walk ons did not come in until the final seconds, like thirty seconds left in the game, like it was pretty late, and we called uh, time out to do it. Uh, so, it's, the, it's the, actually the first time I think they'd played in a while as well, despite. Some well, more.
0: and I'm trying to think. I don't think it was actually all the walk-ons.
2: I think no, it was it just Preston was Cook a, and the other guys. Yeah, Preston Cook, yeah. Stretch, who had not played to that point. Um, Chris Moore was in there. Yeah. Chris, who had played a little um, during yeah. the game. But, but
0: Leo were notably out for that game.
1: Uh-huh. For the they injury. didn't dress. Notably. Notably.
0: Well, I mean, if you uh, were paying attention to Twitter Saturday morning, it was, I believe, John Rothstein. Uh, reporting on Leor Berman's injury status, right for the yeah. Kentucky game.
1: National, a national, yeah. national rider was reporting on the status sure. of our walk-on. He's our best three-point shooter. Well, I guess that's true. So we've got to continue talking about the Georgia game a little bit, but we all really want to get to the next one. But we'll we'll, we'll keep going. Um, Wendell Green had an unbelievably good game. A solid twelve points and 11 assists. Really kind of cruised. He was, a, he was a more calming presence in this game than he normally is. Walker Kessler, he had six blocks. I mean, he was... He's becoming one of if not the most dominant players in America on defense. And he might be the best role guy in the pick and roll in the country. Like, I can't... He is... Unguardable.
0: You can't. His his numbers in, in SEC play are just insane. Uh, going to the basket, he's second in two point percentage in conference games at eighty two percent. Yeah, uh, first I'm, effective field goal percentage in SEC games. I mean, it's he's got a connection with uh, Wendell right now that is just absurd.
3: I
2: uh, I have to believe that the only reason we don't just that the entire game is that we know that eventually someone will just try to hurt him and take him out of the game if we just keep doing it to him. Um, yeah, well, I think
0: you're but, afraid of the, what happened in those uh, two games a couple weeks ago where it's, oh, they're just going to call every contact
2: on the bigger yeah, game. well uh, That'll happen too, but eventually somebody's going to get pissed <laughs> off and try to hurt him uh, if they just keep getting dunked on over and over and over again. And I, and I, I mean, I honestly think we could run it every time down the floor and Nine times out of ten, Wendell's going to be able to throw it up high enough where nobody else is going to be able to get it. And, and the Kentucky
1: game, Sonny was in. calling for it over and over again.
2: <laughs> Boy, you know, run Sonny, that pick Sonny, and roll Sonny on the was side. The coach. We would run it all over and over again.
1: He and he's right. He he was calling about the side pick and roll. Yeah. Um, that that side pick and roll with Flan. Yeah. Is. Even more unguardable. I think it may, it may yeah. have been Georgia, but I think it was Kentucky. He was he was harping on us. We're not running our side pick and roll enough um, because they shouldn't have the athletes to guard those two those two positions. Yeah. But yeah, the one that one five pick and roll at the top of the key has been pretty money for us with Win Win in the game, and we, we might not we might also not run it every time on the court. Um, because we don't want teams to just go into a zone. Sure. Because eventually, that's what that's what they'll do. Like, well, yeah, and then we just have do. to make our threes and we'll just go into a zone.
0: No, what happens is when they do that, though, is you just have Jabari go up
1: against the, the double team and hit a long two, anyways. Right. <laughs> so you want to keep them. You want to keep them a little bit honest, not know what's coming. It's going to be the automatic? Elbow jump shot from Jabari, or the automatic pick and roll, top of the key. It's pretty great. Yeah. All right, let's let's put that one to bed. Georgia is the worst team in basketball in the Southeastern Conference. No one has a one of the, worst. the worst team in a
0: lot of countries. A
1: lot of yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to introduce our special guests. Normally on the on the pod, just lurking in the audience this is Will McLaughlin. Doctor Will is here on the pod. But I, producer I want him to know That he can talk on this And also here Joining us Our esteemed guest Host of the tailgate James Jones The host with the most so, uh, His uh, official say, title right? is
3: Mayor yeah. That's right, yeah. Mayor I, Mayor of the tailgate As was bestowed upon me yes. uh, Right <laughs> before the uh, Final game of the season Apparently
4: I look like A former Auburn beat writer with the beard, I was called upon this weekend. I don't know if James and Ryan know what I'm talking about. I think, but someone—wait,
2: um, someone thought you were that person
4: on on Twitter. Oh,
2: oh, that's
1: hilarious. Yeah. On Twitter, where you that, have your name. No, no,
0: no offense, will they can call you whatever they want if we pe- keep winning every game. You, you're darn tootin' right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they don't know that person's real name.
0: I believe the uh, the comment was. I thought this was Brandon Marcello at first but this guy actually likes Auburn well that's good
4: <laughs> that's exactly uh, what it was
1: <laughs> well it's, it's a pretty good joke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: the, an Auburn tradition like none other is hating our beat writers
0: That's right. true or loving them it's it's a no in between
1: there's some favorites and they get loved and then there's people and then there's like the, everybody but those two guys and everybody hates them
0: there, there's some beat writers that uh we still go to war at their for, for their former employer. Yeah. So yeah.
3: well, you know, also because said beat writers talk about how wonderful uh, Walker Kessler's bucket hat was, and perhaps that is uh, really the start of his uh, of his power this year. Was he wore the bucket hat for the UConn game, and he's been more or less double digit points ever since.
1: Bang bang bucket hat gang. This the bucket hat gang is growing, and I, we really this podcast is on the forefront of men's fashion, as is as is our calling, and uh, we, we stand a bucket hat.
2: You know, you think that uh, you think we could do a little bit of a fundraiser, maybe to purchase all the uh, Auburn players some terry cloth bucket hats.
1: I don't see why we couldn't. Put a peacock the peacock on them.
2: The peacock on them. Yeah, with a
1: peacock. How do we get those made? If you're listening to this, you well, know, print, I'll print put, I'll shop,
0: put a Connor. I bet you we could do some home field uh, bucket hats.
2: It'd have to be a clandestine picture made though, because they're not Under Armour. Because I don't think they. Uh,
1: uh, the, the, I think they could wear a bucket hat with a peacock on it. Uh, as long as
2: it didn't have like a Nike swoosh on it or something.
1: Right. Okay. As long as it didn't have any other logo on it. That's how, like, uh, Coach Pruitt and, well, I can't remember which other coach it was were on Twitter holding up the Barstool Sports Unleash the Auburn Twitter Mob hoodies. Because those weren't under armor. All right, so let's see. The biggest game of the week, obviously, was number number two at the time Auburn, number 12 at the time Kentucky, who might move up. Did they move up after losing that game? No,
3: they stayed there. Okay. Yeah, they stayed twelve. I, I was I wasn't
1: on the road. I wasn't going to be shocked at them moving. Good for up. them. Um, Good for them. They, they tried hard. They tried real hard. Bless their hearts. They came into the arena and played their absolute best.
2: They did. They they gave it their all and
0: wasn't enough. And then you could almost say they kind of just hit a wall late in the
1: game.
3: And, uh,
2: and then yeah, like, or could say, say that. Have,
1: and then they got mad about it even though yeah. they're the one who kept their player in the game concussed. Yeah, with and a pre-existing um, neck injury.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, there's a coach I'm seeing that's calling for screens to be banned from uh <laughs> he from
1: wants conf- he basketball. wants blindside screens to be banned, which would literally mean
2: all screens.
1: Well, it would mean screens. Useful. I don't even know how to like how would you police that? And if you were a player trying to avoid that, oh, he's not looking at me, I can't see the screen, are you allowed to hit him? Like, if I put my hands out in front You're of me? You're never allowed to stand still <laughs> on the court. That's that's the new rule. Yeah, I, I If that gets rid of charges, I love it. Actually, I would trade these.
2: <laughs> the, <laughs> that, <laughs> the, sub, the, the subtext uh, that I don't think everyone may have read is that Tshibwe said that he called out the screen. It was just too loud in there.
1: Yeah,
4: I, I, I also think he didn't. This is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. yeah, I also
0: uh, don't, yeah, think I don't think that do. the this way is called uh, out. Auburn on offense, not
1: defense. So it's not like it was
0: as loud as it could have been. Correct. Right.
1: Again, <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't think Cheeboy called team. it out. Yeah, I've watched that clip a million times. He's his mouth is not moving.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure he. I'm not sure he called that one out. He got his
1: boy killed. Like that was
2: <laughs> just
4: murdered.
1: Yeah, killed.
2: Yeah. Well, he did
4: say he was willing to die on Saturday or something along those lines before that game Friday. Oh, oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. There's, there's that out there. I just want to throw that out there, too. That's
1: why the hardest laugh I had Saturday was Painter Sharpless's tweet. It's too bad somebody has to die today. <laughs> like before the game, he said, it's going to be a good game. It's too bad somebody has to die.
2: Oh, Painter. Um, yeah. I, I will say fairly certain he flopped like crazy on the uh, on the second second one at the end of the game. But, but he was I've hurt. I think he was already hurt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought it was a flop I mean, at first I, it too It wasn't I was like, well, a lot of contact <laughs> but he,
0: went, he went face first into Walker's bicep I mean When the guy has a foot and a half on you Yeah, true Severes only 5'9 Poor guy and,
1: and I like Wheeler a lot I actually Right before he got hurt Put in the slack like Samir Wheeler's awesome Like he's a really good player yeah. Yeah, I would have good. I would have really loved Having him on the Auburn team As well But
2: oh, He's, he's the like perfect Bruce guard
1: Yeah like, He's awesome
2: Tiny Except for he's Quinn? not Katie Johnson.
1: Yeah, but they were on the same team last Possibly year. Possibly fragile, though. Right. Imagine having Katie Johnson and Samir Wheeler on the same team and doing terribly. Tom Green is a terrible basketball coach. great coach. coach. He, May, should he live him. forever.
4: Hey, same I guy mean, married Roseanne. So. <laughs> I mean, he had the number one pick two years ago, and they didn't go to the tournament then, too. So, I mean, good lord. Well, you got to fire a guy at that point.
1: You have That's the number one pick in the draft, you and you do no, you not don't. make the tournament is even worse than Avery Johnson's I had Colin Sexton that we didn't get out of the second round.
2: Making Rick like Barnes, Barnes look smart.
3: Like, that. you know, that's, yeah. that's sad. LSU fired Johnny Johnson when he did that.
1: Yeah.
3: Or Johnny Jones. Johnny Jones. They
1: fired Johnny Jones because Ben Simmons did not really care about being in Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns uh, out he doesn't care about being anywhere.
2: No. No, he's, <laughs> not, he's not big on the whole uh, giving a lot of a lot of effort.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the lead up to the Kentucky game. Who was all in the arena?
2: That would I was. be everybody here
0: except everybody for the crew. Oh, cool. But you. Cool. <laughs> Loser. That's
1: cool. I watched it on <laughs> CBS on Paramount Plus. It was awesome. Um,
2: yeah how, how was that experience? I haven't talked to anybody about that.
1: I'll tell Okay. Two things about that. Number one, as much as I hate CBS for college football, their sound mixing was perfect for this basketball yeah. game.
2: Well, they're they're good at basketball. They're they really good
1: at- it was compared
2: to SEC network. Sound yeah. mixing
1: was awful. I think I think the issue Solid the issue awful. we've seen is that the SEC network and ESPN use games don't sound right. The ESPN the big ESPN games usually do. Yeah, but man, Rafferty was awesome. He was on his game. I actually I actually really enjoyed watching that program. It was a good presentation of collegiate basketball by CBS. I, I
4: remember when – so I'm a big Bill Raftery fan, have been for a long time, and I was real excited that he was calling this game. It was his first game at Auburn Arena. It's kind of like when Dickie V came to Auburn Arena a couple years ago for the Kentucky game the year Auburn went to the Final Four, the excitement level. But you know it's a big game. Say what you want about Dickie V, but when those guys are in the building, you know it's a big-time game. But yeah, I, I kind of as much as I hated – you know I loved being at the game but I was like man this would be a good game to watch because Bill Rafter and Brad Nestler, who's a really good basketball Nestler,
1: is awesome yeah, he Nessler. was yeah. so good and you could tell that he is he's being held back on their football broadcast by the worst color commentator in American <laughs> professional sports like I <laughs> it is it is painful because he uh, he no, was I'm, he was shining in this and like it's CBS too like as much as I dog on the fact that, like, you have to watch the program with every so often going. And now, Kentucky at the free throw line. But let's tell you about Young Sheldon, America's <laughs> hottest that. new comedy. Oh, man. But there's something about that bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum yeah. at the break. Well, and you're like, all right, it's this is attorney
2: music, man. It's yeah. just it, – I mean, and it made it feel like a attorney game, I, I assume, because it's, you know –
1: the, the only thing
2: calling games in the tournament.
1: The only thing All better was is that Fox. So you guys probably don't watch a lot of college basketball on Fox. Will probably does, but Fox bought the NBA on NBC music from NBA from oh, NBC. Yeah. So now they, they play, play it that college basketball, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Bum 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 And you're watching like, Dad Gum. Is it is it Bulls Blazers right now? This is going to be but, awesome. Say so what Jordan's you about, playing Johnny Drexel Hitch. tonight.
2: Didn't John Tesh write that?
1: Yes, that John it? Tesh wrote yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Say what you will about John Tesh, but the man can write a jam. One
1: of the best YouTube videos of all time is John Tesh uh, explaining that at a concert about how he imagined a ball bouncing and then called his voicemail in his answering machine and hummed it. Then <laughs> they play it, and he's pretending like he's bouncing a basketball while playing the piano with the left hand, and his I think it's his bassist is a identical twin of Nick Saban. Like if you watch the video, it's like, that's Nick Saban playing the bass for John Tesh. It's, it's right. hilarious. Right,
2: John Tesh was a uh, 90s uh, celebrity. He was on, uh, he hosted a show called Eat Entertainment Tonight that's still on the air. but He uh, also
1: wrote the theme song for that for that show.
2: <laughs> yes, he did. And he was uh, also known for his softcore piano Ballads, music—I'm not really sure how you describe John Tesh's music. It's uh, adult I call it alternative. For your life. Yeah, well, he has a great a uh, radio show yeah. uh, but he—it uh, it was like worse Michael Bolton. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not keyboard.
1: If Michael Bolton was line. into keyboards and not—yeah,
2: yeah.
1: There you go. Saxophone. All right. So Auburn's never had anything like this before. A tent city set up oh, starting crazy. on Friday. This is like what you dream of as a, co- as a college student. It is. I mean, cause, because before a big football game, yeah, the RVs come into town on Wednesday. But those are all old people. Yeah, right. You walk by and like that's fun, but it, you're not camping out because you, you have a ticket. There's enough seats. Yeah, at most you're getting
2: there like five hours before a game.
1: This is like one of the coolest things. And I think, again, we can go into the fact that Auburn Arena is the perfect college basketball facility because it was designed when this team was terrible. (laughs) Because if it had been designed today, like if we were still playing in Beard Eves and today they announced a new basketball facility number one it wouldn't be as small and number two there is no way they give the students those seats because those seats would be given to people who could pay a lot more money for lower level seats they would put the students way off in a corner somewhere so, somebody
0: made a good point earlier this week though the other big factor in that is SEC network money All oh for sure. got designed before there was SEC network money and it, it, yeah that's just exploded over the last couple of years uh, so, if you look at the pavilion at Ole Miss, built right after that, probably announced about the time that deal was done, um, it's Auburn Arena, but like everything's a, just a little bit nicer.
1: Yeah, but where are the student yeah. section in the, at the pavilion? It's the
2: exact same. It's it's, it's yeah. a three See, sides. I, I think that it would still be the same, mainly because the only reason it is like it is now is Jeff Lebo fought for it to be that way, like he had a lot of input into how. It would be built, and if Jeff Lebo can convince our people to do that, I'm pretty sure Bruce Pearl could. But there was
1: no one that. to convince. No one was going to those games. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> I know, but you're saying if it was built now?
1: Oh, if it was built now, I don't. I don't know if they would be able to do it. I don't. I don't know Bruce, if.
2: No, Bruce would get it done, dude. There'd be
1: too he's, many people wanting season tickets in those seats.
2: You, but you'd have. You probably have more space on that other side
1: yeah lower lower lower. i don't think it'd be as loud i think it's a perfect arena because it was built when we sucked i think that's what makes it there's not a bunch of luxury boxes that don't luxury boxes in stadiums here's a dirty little secret they don't help you get louder (laughs) there's a bunch of space with not a lot of people and those people aren't making noise your luxury box if your stadium has a bunch of luxury boxes chances are it isn't a great home field environment.
2: That's why it's kind of laughable when uh, people that are big fans of NFL teams act like their stadiums are super loud. Did you see
1: what Joe Burrow said today? No, I did not. They asked That's about, not the first
0: time he said that either.
1: They asked him about playing at at, at Arrowhead next week. And he said uh, every game I play on the road in the SEC is louder than this. Yeah.
2: It is. I mean, it's
1: And he's, he's getting good. roasted by Kansas City Chiefs fans and 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 he shouldn't be He's been on the he's... record
0: before Saying Jordan Hare Is the loudest environment He's played in That that 2018 Auburn LSU game yeah. Anyway That's
1: too much football Already
2: Oh yeah That was football It was way well, too much was,
1: Sorry hey, It's gentle I'm putting a dollar it's In my football beard, jar buddy. Related to uh,
0: Joe Burrow CJ Uzuma uh, Touchdown In the playoffs Ready And uh, got a shot To
1: have some more It's still football Ryan
0: I know But I'm talking about CJ Uzuma And <laughs> it's awesome we're not talking about uh, current Auburn Tigers so
1: I don't know about you guys who? but if yeah. if we uh, I think it was cool that Auburn was not really prepared for Tent City yeah part of it me was when, when it was
0: endearing when Bruce said
1: we should make a pavilion and set it up to where it's easier to camp a little that's a little bit cool it's also like way less punk rock which makes it way less cool yeah <laughs> Yeah, like it's not cool if you have a set up a set aside place for students to camp out. That's not cool I mean, at probably, all. But it like, was like cool that you know Bruce had not talked to anybody about that.
0: What you and say right? was just oh, man. I said I said it is cool that you know Bruce has not talked to anybody about oh, sure. that before he made
1: that comment. <laughs> right. No, but it was you know, super uh, punk rock that they were just like, we're going to set up these tents here. There's no infrastructure in I order mean, to make you could
2: this tell, work. Uh, that. 90% of those tents had been bought at uh, one of the local Walmarts or academies uh, uh, before. Yeah. Um, they, like almost all of them were Ozark Trails
1: tents that I saw. I was going to say there's a lot of Ozark Trails out there, not a lot of North Face and yeah. Big Bertha tents, which, by the way, get a Big Bertha tent if you have the opportunity. Those are the best tents for the money.
0: Those tents got a whole lot of use when uh, the line started
1: at 10 p.m. But yeah. Yeah. Well,. Did they end up making them stand in line overnight?
0: That's my understanding.
4: There, so I talked to uh, I talked to somebody about it, and I think they had to like reline up at like five or six that morning. Okay, but there was another like stampede run for it of some sort. Um, but I mean, it was. Uh, Justin Lee put it best. He called it Peacock Woodstock.
1: Um, and I was wrong. It's I, not Big Bertha tents. They're Big Agnes tents to be clear. Big Bird is a, a, a driver. The driver. Callaway golf. Yeah. yeah. Big Callaway driver. noted golf enthusiast crow here. Yeah, so I'm getting it confused. Big Agnes tent. Uh, if you are in the market uh, for a tent for the money, that's your go-to. Sorry. But Woodstock. <laughs> here, Peacock Woodstock was the best name. Justin Lee should get credit for that. That was the best name. Even know, better Port than... St.
2: Port, Port St. Brucey was the...
1: Right. Was, it was pretty Port good. Port St. Brucey was good, but if, once Bruce said he didn't want Bruce in the name... Oh, real? and had okay. to go Peacock Woodstock. I liked my own uh, Occupy Ball Street, but that may have been a little too political. <laughs> but it looked like, like Occupy Ball Street before they cleaned it up.
2: It's pretty good. I, I liked your ho- leica as well.
1: I apparently somebody else had that first Leica. Oh. Yeah, hoopapoka. I think. Shout out to everybody who donated money. Me- to, who uh, funneled money towards Pablo and to Ali that then ended up getting to, donated to the Outlive Foundation. That was cool. That was a cool ad hoc thing that took place yeah. that got...
0: Pretty yeah. much overnight. I mean, within just a couple of hours Friday night, there was a whole lot of money got donated. Like several thousand dollars got donated for like 10 hand warmers and snacks. and. All this stuff where I think the the thought was maybe oh a couple hundred dollars just to get them some stuff to, to eat right. and stay warm, and then it was oh man, uh, what do we do with ten
1: grand?
2: This is the Auburn family man. It's never yeah. gonna be a few dollars. First thing,
1: yeah. shout out to those two for organizing that and for and for making sure it happened. Shout out to everybody who donated negative shout out to anybody who added Pablo or Ali and accused them of oh, yeah. stealing that money right, that is right, right. a bad that's a tough look <laughs> not, yeah. not good anyway negative
2: shout out to the dudes trying to get Ali to marry her marry them in her mentions uh, for the last 10 years too
1: you gotta shoot your shot man shooters shoot their shots Sure, you don't have It, it might a, it might look like Horace against yeah. Kentucky. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a creepy loser about it, but sure.
1: Dude, the Auburn Twitter um, fan base is very bizarre when it comes to tweeting at Thirsty, Notable ladies I think is
2: the word that you're looking for. I think people don't realize <laughs> that
1: replies are are public. Like that, those are. <laughs> those are in the library of congress I think yeah everybody
2: everybody sees those the internet is forever who so. sees that yeah. uh, it's like politics. I if I was like going to be tweeting
0: anybody uh, with, with some thirst it might have been Derek Hall on Saturday Ooh. man yeah. looking like young Tekeo spikes out there
1: yeah
4: yeah football Ryan no no they're at a basketball game I know he can't do it
0: Derek Hall it's not a basketball game. That's a laugh. Getting game.
2: us on a technicality here. All right. <laughs>
0: uh, At one point, uh, Jarquez Hunter t- took Aubie's
2: jacket. Yeah, he was just wearing it the whole game. Yeah.
0: The, it's the orange.
2: Uh, it looks like an orange Santa jacket with tiger stripe. But, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a pimp jacket, is what it please. was. Yeah, right. Say that. Jarquez was wearing it. I mean, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Uh, and and, that <laughs> and uh, Jarquez was wearing it the entire he got it pretty early on in the game and because be came out wearing it and then Jarquez took it from him shortly thereafter and wore it the whole game so that was pretty funny
1: alright uh, for those of you who were at the game which is all of you besides me what was it like going getting into the arena because you weren't in the student section but did it feel like a normal basketball game James when you were going yeah. into the student Like, oh it's a normal Auburn home game
3: No. Oh, well. It was... um, Well, I mean, for one thing, we stood in line outside waiting for them to open up the gates for the scholarship entry because we all had standing room only tickets because, again, you know, we we do standing room only in Auburn. I don't know about other places. Um, So then we had to go up as fast as we could and then just basically stand... Shoulder to shoulder, and really not even shoulder to shoulder for, yeah. for pretty much the entire game. Too deep. There's only two. <laughs> yeah, it, it was too deep. I did basically the same thing I had to do in the 2005 Georgia game. I know it's football again. Sorry. Uh, where I had a ticket behind the band, so I had to go up one row and then stand sideways so I could see. <clears throat> Most of the game, I had to stand sideways. Um, we'll get to it later, but the the Cambridge dunk. Um, that that happened in the second half, I didn't actually see it because the people in front of me stood up, and once they stood up, I couldn't see anything at that particular goal. Um, but the the atmosphere was just... I mean, he, he, even as we got in there, we Walker Kessler came into the arena while we were still waiting to get in, and maybe 20 minutes later, he's out on the court warming up, and the Uh, the jungle is cheering every single make he has from a couple of layups to a couple of free throws to him missing, I think, three straight threes before he finally finally canned one. Then it just went from there.
2: Do we know if uh, any of that money went to the purchase of some stimulants?
3: (laughs) 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 Those,
1: like, weird goat goat weed things you get at the gas station?
2: Mm, Yeah, yeah. Yellow Jackets, zippers, yeah,
3: rattlers, rattlers. Uh, uh, what did you think?
2: I, uh, well, I it was fairly normal for me. We uh we did a little tailgating in the uh in the parking deck um for a few minutes, about forty five minutes before the game, then walked up about uh headed that way about thirty minutes before walked in and and it really wasn't any different until we got to the uh, top of the stairs and and got into the arena and it was just Slam. The uh, uh we go in the scholarship entrance as well and um uh right when you come in on on the, the, the main level, not the top level, uh after you go up the stairs, there's a pretzel stand that's uh these fancy pretzels that cost like fifteen dollars.
0: They're amazing and worth every penny.
2: They smell amazing. I'm never paying fifteen dollars for a pretzel, but uh the line to that was, like, all the way out to the drink rail. So, it was, uh, that uh, we were, we were, that was our, the first thing that, uh, both, uh, Golson and I <laughs> remarked on, like, wow. And it, it was clearly packed, and the whole place was packed out. Um, and it just, it, it was already loud at that point. There was a buzz in the air, and that was, uh, 26 minutes before tip-off. That was when, when we arrived in there, and, Um, I mean, you could, you could tell everybody there was hyped and ready for this. Um, and it wasn't even a nervous energy like you might, might expect sometimes. It, it was, I think there was a whole lot of peacocking going on, which was awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was almost like a waiting for Christmas morning kind of thing. Um, it was just everybody fully excited. I mean, they had... It is the first time I've seen it in Auburn Arena. They had a extra row for media in the upper deck on the drink rail right at the top of the stairs. So if you take the stairs all the way up from scholarship entry, usually that's just you know, more of the upper deck, and they had another seven, eight spots reserved for media there. Um, I don't know. Shout out to Dr. Will getting there at 8 o'clock for us, making sure <laughs> everything was... Uh, not a line yet. Um, yeah, At one point in line, bro, probably 10 minutes before the door's open or so, Sonny Smith comes walking in, and you know, he's shaking hands, telling everybody hello. And uh, right before he goes in the door, this one lady leans over to him and says, how, how many were scoring today, Sonny? And looks at her for just a second and says, 90. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got there.
1: Did you see Sonny, like, immediately answered when they when they asked him what the biggest game was in program history and he was like this one this is it no they had like the biggest home game what's the biggest home game in program history it was like this one. is it like <laughs> before I, the game started <laughs> uh,
2: that reminds me of a funny thing that happened uh, while we were uh, um, sitting sitting on the tailgate uh, these guys pull into the parking net and they get out and they're like War Eagle boys and we're like oh yeah War Eagle uh, and they're like biggest game in in program history, and I'm like, I, and I just hit the, uh, and they were like, all oh, be and they there was a little back backpedaling though. I guess they didn't expect me to question it. I was like, yeah, big biggest game in a decade at home, at least. But I I mean, it,
0: biggest game in Auburn Arena. We'll go with yeah. that. For sure, I don't know, man.
1: Uh, this is that was the game that got Auburn to number one overall, which it's never been.
2: Yeah, but we played in a Final Four, so that's the biggest game we've ever played in, <laughs> right? Yeah, <I'm laughs> <such a atmospheric. laughs> uh, but but it definitely, I mean, it's hard to imagine that any game that we've ever played in Auburn has ever been as important as that one was, just because of you win it, you're fairly certain you're going to be ranked number one. Um, by the, the press in, in America and two whoever wins it controls fully controls their own destiny going forward.
1: And as now Auburn has a two is that two or two three, game cushion. Yeah, two game lead
2: effectively two and a half.
1: Yeah, two and a half.
2: Two and a half games. Do we have a game
1: in hand? My favorite expression. It's
4: good good. Cooler. All right, that's a soccer well, okay. I mean Two, we have two game lead on everybody. I guess theoretically we have a three game lead on Kentucky since we don't play them again this year.
0: Right, but well, if you remember they'll the they'll SEC split the title, doesn't it? Yeah, they'll split it. I know Auburn would still be seated ahead of them. But,
1: but we have no, a two game lead, but we've all played the same number titles. of games.
2: I don't yeah. acknowledge hey. split titles. If you don't acknowledge them, they don't exist.
0: Yeah, A and M and Mississippi State would be the other two uh, two <laughs> lost teams we haven't played yet, um, but. Bigger. I think I think Mississippi State plays Kentucky Wednesday, so that should yep. break one of those two team two lost teams out. Um, yeah, I mean it's I don't know. We've talked about this. We don't have to sit here and be concerned about oh what game at a time you know. The really two game lead, man. I it's don't funny. see this team it's, losing there.
1: two games in a row. I'm sorry.
0: I don't see anybody else winning out either. Right. Until, like, yeah. If they, it doesn't matter if they lost two games. Uh, so what? But I mean, you're you've played your toughest games of the year. You've you beaten Kentucky. You've beaten LSU. Uh,
3: this
2: this isn't a we're not a team that's dealing with luck here. We're just a good team.
3: the yeah, best we're team like
2: in the country. And
1: well, there is some luck in that. No, but the we schedule had a major injury, I guess, We have no sure major what. injuries and the schedule is really sweet for us. Yeah. We had a front-loaded schedule and we're through it. And so now that's pretty rad. We don't have to go yeah, to Kentucky. There's a
0: couple road trips left to, that are like if those games are at home you wouldn't really be worried at all about them, but you go to Arkansas, you go to Florida, you go to Mississippi State. I mean, sure, it, it, Auburn could have a bad night and, and lose those games, but Auburn has
1: had many a bad nights in Starkville out Mississippi yeah, I think you're just talking about
2: people having bad nights in Starkville, Mississippi,
1: in Gainesville too. That is
2: not a great place for and, us to go. And Bud
0: Walton. I mean, Auburn historically, yeah. what hadn't won there until very recently? I mean, he had won one I think, game.
4: It's right, I think this team's gonna win. It's fine. They won in 15, 16. I think Bryce had it was Bryce Brown's freshman year, and he had like 30 points that night.
0: There was that then, stupid
4: double overtime game a couple years ago. You're thinking of Ole Miss. There was the Javon uh, 55 jersey game. Oh, that yeah. overtime game. Yep. Yep, that's the one. That's the last time we won. Um, God, you went I'm going to Walton here in a couple of weeks. I've never been. And that's probably the game that I'm looking at. as Like, when I bought my tickets months ago looking at I was like, I'm not expecting Auburn to win that game. Now, I, I, that was my mindset two months ago. Now it's like, well, we'll see. But Arkansas Arkansas's looked playing a lot better the last few games than they did because they got off to a really bad start. And for me, it was like, you know, just – They'll get it together. They'll be fine. And but they've they've played better. They've looked better. That's going to be a tough game. But that'll That's be a, the, that'll be a good really good test for Auburn. And then Auburn hasn't won in Florida, at Gainesville rather since 1996. So I can't I can't wait
2: for Walker Kessler to abuse that like eight foot
4: guy that uh, Arkansas has. You mean Close. the guy that doesn't play at all, Connor Vanover? Yeah, yeah. Connor. Vanover. Oh, he doesn't play anymore. Oh, okay. Nope. I, at least he hadn't been. Fayetteville
1: is like the that. closest I think that the team comes to me until they get to New Orleans which kind of stinks it does stink man. I was a little bummed actually when it was announced that they were, that OU was going to Auburn I, ho- I was hoping that yeah you could have drove up to Norman uh, Norman's easy that's an easy, easy drive yeah. I've done it a million times but I, I um, yeah that was that's a bummer because Fayetteville on a Tuesday night's a tough swing
2: what are the odds that it's Auburn Kansas next year pretty high i think yeah, I we already did the baylor trip probably
4: in lawrence I kansas guess. playing is playing kentucky saturday at home in lawrence okay. though so kansas may be on the road next year but we'll see it's not a big game though apparently because kentucky's coming to town though so i
1: hope it's tcu i'll go to that game
4: texas tech anyways let's, i would so we not go to that we, game we, texas Tech we're, is we're in not, the middle of
1: nowhere
0: we're not done with uh, this kentucky win though oh yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. I have a, two points I mean actually I have a lot of notes but uh, <laughs> one Candy Johnson 17 points um, just took over this game at points um, talked a little shit to Coach Cal and uh,
3: yeah.
0: he, he was everything we want out of a, a player in this game
3: yeah you talk about guys that have you know like a quiet 17 like a you know post player <laughs> could get a lot of putbacks and you know, just a little hook shot here and there, and have like a quiet seventeen. K- KD gets a very loud. 17, <laughs> yeah, that was a very loud seventeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew every time KD
2: scored, because <laughs> he let everybody in there know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Walker Kessler, nineteen point seven rebounds against
2: probably the, the
0: the best post player in the country so far, Mackenzie Way.
2: Yeah, well, uh, what? I, I did wonder about that. Is he like a super great defender, or is he just great at rebounds and great at getting a lot of putbacks and, and stuff like that? Like, is he, yeah, I mean,
0: he's he's the best rebounder in the country. He's like number two in defensive rebounds, number one in offensive rebounds. Right,
2: right. Yeah. I, I, I knew that. I just didn't know how you know if he's like a elite defender. I mean, certainly yeah, I mean, not against Walker Kessler, but sure.
0: Uh, who is? Yeah, Walker ends up 8 of 10 from the field with seven dunks. I mean, he's got a lot of that's from Wendell just feeding him. Yep.
1: Um,
2: but, My uh, favorite parts of the game uh, were a, a little bit of a, a, a matchup going on between those two. Um, there were a couple of times that Tashibwe got the ball late in the clock and was distracted by his uh, desire to try to take on uh, Kessler. And the clock ran out, uh, yeah. which was amazing. Like, I could, you could see it in his eyes. He's like, I'm going to take this guy. And it cost him mm-hmm. the, the, the shot clock. Like, he could have just pulled up for two or just gone directly to the basket and tried to go around. But instead, he wanted to face up and, and, and go at Walker, and it
1: cost him. She plays the best.
0: twice late in the first half as Auburn yep. kind of clawed yep. back yep. in the game.
1: She plays yep. the best player that Auburn has played this year. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, mean, that's, I can that's, confidently uh, say that. Uh, I, I know we've played some good players. We've played some guys that are going to go to the NBA.
2: Well, he's but the only 22 year old that that's guy, experienced and that
1: good. That right? guy was is so good and so dominant and so, like, I mean, he had a quote unquote bad game. Still had a double double. He had a double double and 13 rebounds. He had 16 and 14.
4: Yeah. 16 14 and 14. Boards. Pretty much his average. Yeah.
1: That's his And that's his average. Yeah. <laughs> He walk, average, He average rolls game. out of bed and gets 14 rebounds. It's and he looks I like he's carved that. out of granite.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he does. Uh, he's, it, but I will say, I mean, I, at, at one point he uh, and really it was when Auburn made the run in the beginning of the second half. I looked over at Ryan and I said, "I'm not saying this to anybody else because I don't. You know, I know <laughs> he and I can peacock and we can understand, and I won't get any <laughs> feedback from anybody else, but." bringing it up and that's, you know, that's going to like, it's going to change something is that he was stuck on eight points and 12 boards for a while. Yeah. And and that was, that was Auburn's run. He, the run that took us from, he did not get, I think it was, he didn't get a lick of help. 33 and then it was 45, 40.
1: He didn't get a lick of help from his other post players. That's that. (laughs) I think Kentucky had great guard play in that game and they had him.
2: Toppin got in foul trouble, so but that, that, that didn't, hurt. Toppin
1: yeah, they didn't get a lot from their other four and five. Yeah, he had that, he he had had that
2: cool he, 360 dunk, and that was about
1: yeah. it.
0: <laughs> he had 14 rebounds, She did, and nobody else in Kentucky had more than three. Oof, ouch. It was
2: – It's hard, though. The volume there, but – It's hard. It's hard when one guy's sucking up 14. He's standing and
1: around watching.
2: And then you got Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith and Wendell Green. Um, and
0: Auburn, Auburn didn't miss too many other shots, which was part right. of it. Expected like field goal percentage of 64% is wild.
2: Yeah. They followed the 64. game plan of don't miss shots. So then.
1: and Auburn's turnover percentage was 15 in this game to Kentucky's nine, but that's skewed wildly because Auburn turned the ball over like twice the whole second half. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, first half was shaky, and that's why they got the lead. Um, uh, we got uh, less than stellar play out of Dylan for a little bit of a stretch. And and just a bunch of turnovers in that first half, and that was really the difference in that first half.
0: Yeah, it was really that just that one stretch from Dylan. But I mean, yeah, he right. he did his job in this game, and that was keep Walker fresh. Yep, Boy had to play thirty-eight minutes, and Walker played I believe thirty-one or something like that. Um, that was a big deal. That's why this the last ten minutes of this game, Auburn was so much better than Kentucky was. Auburn took uh, a lot of free didn't throws. Have guys playing you know, the whole
1: game. Yeah. Our and... free throw rate was a 0.55. So that's a, that's a re, it's one of our better ones of the year. Yeah. The Wiley, we can call it. I like. I like, I mean, so that, too.
0: what that means. So if you're taking, rounded, if you, if you round <laughs> it to half a free throw per field goal attempt, right. That essentially means every, like every shot is a three point shot. Yeah. When it's from two. Yeah, because if every if every free throw attempt from two was worth one point, plus a half of free throw sets,
1: and we shot well, time. this is this this Auburn team is all of a sudden rounding out to be a pretty decent free throw shooting team. The year started out; it was not the case. Guys, permission for clanking free throws. But
2: this game started out real bad. Like we missed. We only was shot it, uh, six. Landers. We were, we were three of
0: our three. first six, and right. I believe, was it Flan that missed? Both ends of one.
2: Yes, he missed yeah. both ends of one. And Jabari missed, it. and that was
0: that was early when Kentucky was going on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The got second worried.
1: half, Auburn made its free throws. It was yeah, buddy.
2: Missed two in the second half, I think. Yeah,
1: that's
4: correct. He um, okay. so, scored fifty-one points in
0: this game. Uh, Jabari three of three, Wendell five of six, Jalen three of three, Walker three of four.
2: Um, yeah, we're getting some there. Trouble Real things. quality minutes out of Jalen Williams, like just yeah. some excellent quality minutes. Uh, and the dude doesn't take bad shots. Um, even if I might criticize some of his threes, but he's not taking a ton of those anyway. Like he just doesn't—he doesn't take bad shots. He knows he's gonna. If he takes a shot, he knows it's going in. And that's—I mean—in this game, he didn't miss. So
1: Jabari Smith had 14.7 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and a steal. He, I said in the Slack that Jabari Smith could make a lot of money in this game. And I meant that was Jabari Smith could solidify himself as a one overall pick. And I think you're seeing that now on the podcast and in the, in the draft talk after this game. That it's kind of now a foregone conclusion. Almost everybody has him as number one. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's because of what he did in this game that isn't on that stat sheet. This was his best defensive game of the year. Yeah. It's not particularly close. As good as Walker is, the anchor of this defense is Jabari Smith. Like, yep. everyone – like, Walker gets a lot of credit, and he deserves it for being that rim protector. But Jabari is – he's got a whole half of the court that's Jabari's.
4: <laughs> well, and dudes, it's, it's unbelievable. Dude, it's Dudes are
2: just – he's in dudes' heads. Like, like they, because they're afraid – of the kind of reach he has, like that he's going to block their shot because he might. Uh, and they also
1: think he's think... skinny. And so they think they can back him down. And we saw that yeah, like it, one it, of that, the most unbelievable hard. plays of the year where, was um, thinking. was that, it wasn't Toppin. It was the other, not well, well, Chibwe. She,
0: Chibwe tried it once.
4: She tried it once. It and then not, the, not, the other guy tried well it. Peon, uh, Keon Brooks. Brooks. That's Keon Keon right. Brooks. Brooks I almost got, said Brown. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks tried it,
1: backed him down, tried to go over the, his left shoulder and Jabari just, like, held the ball like you would do with, like, your cousin, your little cousin. Like, it was it was pretty uh, demoralizing, I'm sure, for Kentucky. But, like, because <laughs> yeah. Brooks thought, this dude's scrawny. I'm just going to back him down and turn around and hit a jumper. No. Jabari's much stronger than that and has really unbelievably good defensive fundamentals and footwork. Yeah. Um, and, like, Ryan has in the notes, those two blocks – will be on his draft night highlight reel 100%. When Jay Billis says, Javari Smith, here's what I like about Javari Smith. Got a lot of length. Got a good 2nd jump ability because that's a, a word that Jay Billis yes. will, will use. And He's look a at five these tool blocks. He's a five-tool player. He yeah. does everything.
4: And there, One other play that on the defensive end, late in the game, last 30 seconds, it was an eight-point game, and Kentucky was trying the last-ditch effort. And Jabari uh, stripped the ball from – I can't remember who it was. And then Katie picked it up and made two three-throws. And that made it a ten-point game. Pretty much put the game on ice. Yep. Um, but, you know, we talked about his defense. But it's like every time Auburn needs a bucket, oh, team's yeah, they... making a run. You know, Kentucky got it down to 68-64, like two, two-and-a-half minutes left. Every time Auburn needs a bucket, and you've seen it time after time, Jabari Smith has come through. Base it's like, basically automatic.
1: Another crazy. highlight that's going to be on his draft night is the dribble pull up jumper he makes over a double team. That is just so ice cold and like they send a double, and he doesn't care. He's still doing that yeah. because because like I said on this pod a couple of weeks ago, he's a shot. He's a spot shooter where he's got a couple of spots on the floor, and if you let me get to that spot, it's two it's points. Over. Like.
2: He, here's the thing you Jamari put five did. on
1: him it's going to be two points
2: i think you could put him in the bryce brown role playing the two and he could do it
1: well we I mean, talked about kate okay,
2: i wanted to talk about that down the threes he could just like, like i think he could just be a three-point shooter he could he's <laughs> a good shooter. <catcher>. <laughs> he has
0: a better three-point percentage than briston
2: i know three percent. he takes less he's choosy about what he shoots sure uh, but he's not a volume guy
1: I think he's uh, actually... He's
2: also never having to shoot
0: himself out of a slump either. Right.
1: There was right. a podcast that Ryan shared, actually. Or somebody shared. It was Ryan. Game Theory. Game Theory podcast. Uh, same as you They asked a really good question of, about Jabari, and that is, do you see him projecting more as a 3-4 or as a 4-5? Because he's a 4, and he'll tell you, I'm a 4. I'm a power yeah. forward. But in the NBA, everyone ends up having to play, like, five positions. Yeah. But... And so you've got to be able to do another position fairly well. And their guy, one of their guys, I think it was Sam Bassini, said, I see him more as a four-five. He puts on a little bit of weight in the NBA, and you can run him out there with small ball lineups, and he's a 5 who can stretch you out to the three-point line, take you off the dribble, and make shots. If that's the case, I 100% think that, that that's where he is. Because that's his skill set. He doesn't have the dribble penetration right. game that you want out of a three. Which is why I think the Kevin Durant comparison a is a bad one. Whereas the Chris Bosh comparison that I've been trying to make, <laughs> that's it. Like Bosh was a 4-5 who came around a little bit too early. Because he wasn't starting to shoot threes until he'd gotten to Miami. Because they weren't right. making bigs do that. And then once he started shooting threes in Miami, he was really, really good at it. I think he was only shooting like four a game, though. So I think I think I could see Jabari in that mold of a pure stretch five four, and he puts on a little bit of weight. You look at pictures of Chris Bosh at Georgia Tech; he was a beanpole, just yeah. like Jabari. This was not a he was not a built up guy like he was in Miami. And Chris Bosh was one of the best players in the league in Toronto. Like he was multi-time All Star, Team USA Olympian, All NBA player. That's what Jabari ceiling could be—is an All NBA player. A,
0: here's a, question, and I, you would know his like his peak better than me. Uh, Kevin Garnett with a better three point
2: shot.
1: Yeah, Kevin Garnett is a little bit more of a crazy person. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Kevin I Garnett's- think
1: Jabari might be too. Well, no, yeah. uh,
2: they, he, they uh, from a trash talking perspective, I think they may be in the on the in the same league. Uh, it's just. The, the thing that makes Jabari a little bit different is Jabari's not, he's not down in the post dunking on people.
1: But right, he's, he's not, not going like to do that.
2: that. that that's not. just not his game. And it, it like I I think Bosch is a good comparison, but Bosch still had a little more,
1: uh, a little bit more of it than Jabari does.
2: More going on in the post. It, it's I, I like I'm at a loss to think of who
1: because Jabari does not do that. He doesn't catch the he's ball on the block that. and but, turn around and dunk on you.
2: His percentage, is two percentages, still really high. Yeah. He's taking eighteen footers and still sinking them. Um, it, so it's.
1: And you know what's like funny the, is, the is actually his numbers from the mid range, are not as good as we think they are, but it feels, like, feels like he makes man. every yeah. single shot he takes from the mid.
2: Well, because he makes
0: it's all the the last work. couple of games, he's been hot from there. Early in SEC play, he struggled a little bit, had some bad shots. Um, but the other thing, like you said, is. He hits the ones that matter. Yeah, when it's yeah. when it's a ten o run from Kentucky or when Alabama's got a fourteen o run in the second half, he's stopping those runs.
2: Well, right, there, there was a there was a certain po- two chats. There was a point in this game where it it was made it was clear that it was made clear to the players, give Jabari the ball
1: and let him do his thing. And they're running an ISO play on the they're running a play an ISO play at the high post, right off of the elbow that you don't really see in college because players aren't that good at that zone. That's an NBA play. That is an that's a thing that the Mavs did with Dirk a billion times was we give him the ball at the elbow and everyone else goes to the other side of the court <laughs> and you look at the Nets, I mean any or any team that KD's played for, they will do that. It is I mean you've got a guy who's that good in that area you run those plays. And so that's not something like we didn't see Chuma running that play. Bruce right. put that in for Jabari. We didn't have, we don't have, we never had a guy that did that before this. I think
2: this was the first game too, that I, that I can remember where multiple times in a row down the floor, it was Jabari's possession. Um, it, Cause we haven't really leaned on him that much. And we did, for a little stretch in this game towards the end when we were trying to trying to finish him off and, and it worked because he scored I think all but one time um, so it was something to see man well, I, I, I'm just I'm glad I'm I'm here for it
1: <laughs> alright so let me ask you this question real quick before we go to commercial was this the loudest moment was the Devin Cambridge dunk the loudest moment you've ever heard in Auburn Arena and if not what was it
0: off the top of my head, I feel like it has to be, um, and it be, it's because it had a little bit of that build-up, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, I, I hate to say this, kind of like the kick six where like you you saw it happening, and it like it was just that slow, just kind of it, everybody saw it, and it was it was gonna happen, and there was nobody who was gonna stop it.
3: And, it was not the, it was not the one-moment explosion right like the an inhale and then and then explosion uh, of a you know of a big three-pointer or something like that it was oh we got it to Devin and Devin was behind everybody and took you know was able to take a couple steps almost fell down and, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs>
2: yeah
3: he almost fell down
4: uh, I will I will never forget the roar And I've watched this video probably at least 100 times in the last 48 hours. But the roar from the Auburn Arena when Devin threw that dunk down, it's deafening. And I'm sorry that certain people weren't able to see the dunk because they were jumping around like like a chicken with his head cut off. Sorry, James. You still heard it, though. Oh, we heard it.
2: (laughs) Uh, About half the arena
0: timed that jump, too. That was the fun part.
2: I, th- I think the thing with that, that dunk, too, is not just that it was a dunk everybody saw coming, but I think everyone in the arena felt what it meant because we had gone on the run and we had taken the lead and then we got – we had done that. And and it was a moment where everyone thought, all right, we won this game. We've got it. It's in hand. It,
0: it was a game winner without being a buzzer beater. Right.
2: That That's exactly – that's a great way to put it Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and, so just some
0: other moments, Chief. Unless you got something else there.
2: Well, I, I was going to say, just the the game as a whole um, was the loudest that arena's ever been. Yeah, um, just for a sustained loudness, um, a, a noise. Uh, even so, every every single game you go to, um, especially like after the half, it'll be a, it's it's a little quieter in there usually, and it was that time too, but it's still loud. Um, and, and it was, it was fun. It was incredible. And I, I as someone who went to a game with less than a hundred people at it, uh, late in the Tony Barbie era where you could hear everything, coaches, players, referees, other people in their stadium were saying it was, it, it was a beautiful moment in time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright let's do a quick commercial break We're an hour and four minutes into this bad boy We'll come back We're going to close this bad boy off
3: Another day is here And you're ready for it What to wear? Check Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers Or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back.
1: You've made it this far. Auburn plays Missouri and then Oklahoma. Ryan, what do we have to know about Missouri?
0: Uh, uh, not great. Not great.
1: They're um, capable of playing close.
0: I mean, for certain teams in the state... I guess they are, yeah <laughs> um, they they do one thing on offense pretty well and that's that's rebound, which is good because they cannot shoot the ball so there's plenty of opportunities to do that um, chief don't 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 start with me right now they are three hundred and forty fourth in the nation in three point percentage now we're talking on offense it's.
3: Wow, that Please. is rough. Rough. So, I'll, I'll put that in context for everybody. Uh, the Central Michigan Chippewas are three thirty-sixth overall in Ken Palm. For those of you that know who their head coach is, you might uh, that might explain that. Interesting. But Missouri is worse at shooting threes than some uh, some certain gentleman is at coaching basketball. <laughs> interesting
1: to do. so I think to Auburn cruises to that win
2: yeah oh yeah do they have a key player that we should watch out for or?
1: Uh, so
0: yeah Will said it, Kobe Brown they've got like, about as much turnover as Georgia does after last season I mean they've got like two guys that are back yeah. uh, that's Kobe Brown and Javon Pickett um, but Kobe right. I mean he's kind of their do everything you know six foot eight uh, oh. he's their starting center which is weird. He, oh, he's going to get dunked team. on. He's going to get
2: dunked on. He's, he's going to get dunked on. Yeah. Um, Poor guy.
0: He's, uh, he is a uh, – five-six kid. Yeah, he's a he's Huntsville native, Lee High School. Um,
2: oh! He's the,
0: the guy league. that Wait, went off league? for 30, against Lee and Huntsville.
2: Oh, yeah. The generals. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's the Wait, guy that no. went off for 30 uh, against Alabama earlier this season.
2: Um, I'd, I'd be pretty upset if he does anything. So let, let's get him because another lead general <laughs> got us got Auburn put on probation. But anyway, <laughs>
1: um, all right. So who who wants to talk? Tell me about OU. Chad
2: Moore, you suck, Chad. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> cool. Sorry, Chad. Ryan, what do you uh what do you know about the Oklahoma Sooners? Besides, I don't know. They play in a prairie wasteland
0: you know we got back-to-back big 12 games um they're actually pretty solid despite not being
2: great the last month or so is there a griffin brother on the team no but there are
4: brothers on the team
2: well i'm not worried if there's not a griffin brother on the team
4: (laughs) i don't know if y'all remember watching eastern washington kansas in the ncaa tournament but there was two guys on that Eastern Washington team, the, the Groves brother guys. He mm-hmm. had like the Afro, like Bill Walton. Oh, so him and his brother both are playing at Oklahoma. Yeah. The Groves yeah. Bros. So oh, yeah, I did not. Yep. Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, do they like uh, to party? Aaron like Jacob Walton? are their names, I think. But yeah, so they'll be in town this weekend. All
0: right. okay, interesting. Yeah, the, the the big thing I got uh, from them is they are extremely turnover prone. Uh, I like. They it. are twenty two percent of their offensive possessions and in turnovers. And I like it. That's basically what the Auburn defense does to other teams on average. Um, so just expect a lot of Katie Johnson and Zeb Jasper ripping these guys apart.
2: Um, KD yeah, had a low, his lowest number of steals of the season against Kentucky, I think.
0: He was just worried about putting up shots.
2: It's true. All right. All right, I'm liking what I'm hearing decent, so far. a
0: defensive team. They're, they're 22nd in Ken Palm on defense. Uh, they do everything pretty well, except for – uh, they don't block the ball at all. They're 342nd in blocks. Um, Who's the best team that they've played and beaten? And beaten? Uh, they've got a win over Florida. They've got a win over Iowa State, Arkansas. Uh, but they've – They've lost to Baylor twice, Kansas, Texas, TCU. lost to Butler. Which was, Butler was a pretty bad loss. Uh, we got this. Yeah. Uh, th- this is They're kind of in that group of uh, Arkansas, Florida, um, Mississippi State, still on the schedule, all similarly talented teams. Maybe a tournament team, probably, probably on the outside looking in, unless they can get a good win on the stretch.
4: Okay. Um, is they have plenty of opportunities left being in the Big 12. Like right. Kansas, and they'll play... Uh,
0: I believe every team in the uh, Big 12 right now is top 60 in Kenpom. Yep. Wow. The, the, the lowest impressive. rated team in the Big 12 is number 54, Kansas State.
4: Wow. Okay. So, uh,
0: conference of Death right now.
4: I think they have like of the ten teams of the Big Twelve. I think eight or nine of them are projected incidentally tournament teams right now. From if you look at a Joe Lenardi bracket or whoever you follow, I'm pretty sure at least eight, and then maybe nine. But yeah, uh, That's a lot. It'll be like I'm excited for the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. So there's a lot of good matchups this weekend, including Oklahoma, Auburn, and so stuff. We'll see how it goes. Indeed. Indeed.
3: Um. Did.
2: Are those two brothers the one the their biggest players that we should look out for? Or uh they got anybody else that's special?
0: Um, yeah, I mean Tanner Groves is he's their starting center, six ten, two thirty. Um, but this is a fairly small team. I mean, outside of of Groves, like I said he's six ten. Their other starters are six three, six (laughs) three, six one, and six six. So uh yeah, Jalen Hill going up against Jabari might have Ooh. a rough night at six
2: It's uh, you know, anybody's going to have a rough night trying to guard Jabari. I think that's fair. The, that's the fair. Um, what are these guys rating Ken Palm on offense? Right.
0: Do you want to do the honors there, Chief?
2: Uh, I'm asking you. I don't
0: know. Now, if you genuinely don't know, they are a very nice number sixty-nine.
2: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: nice. They're a great – it's a strange uh, breakdown for them, though. They're, like, an elite shooting team, 14th in the country in effective field goal percentage. Did then, Chief
1: not know that, for real?
0: I, I'm, I'm thinking he looked at the notes, but it's just okay. a guess.
2: I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. What, Chief doesn't look at the notes. What are we talking about? We got notes?
3: Yeah.
0: No, but they're, they're an elite shooting team and are terrible at everything else. Uh, 339th in turnover percentage, 249th in offensive rebounding, and 278 to getting to the line.
2: Look, uh, uh, elite shooting can take you very far, though. So, um,
0: you know, it's going to be tough shooting over uh, the treetops in and uh front court though. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Because they're not a three-point team; they're a two-point oh, wow. team.
3: They're, okay.
0: they're trying to go
2: inside on you. Glad that you've established that they can't shoot the three.
0: They're okay. They're they're number four three-point
2: right. percentage. <laughs> wow, really. That's incredible, actually. I, huh. I'm I'm feeling
0: that might lead to uh, them forcing the issue inside and getting a lot of balls uh, sent
2: into the into the jungle by Walker Kessler. That'd be great. So. I'd enjoy that. I'm excited for this game. I'm pumped. <laughs> All
1: right, guys. Well, we have gone a uh, a beefy one hour and twelve minutes. And oh, uh, um, did we give
3: times for these games? I don't think we did.
1: Oh, you you know what? You're absolutely right, Chief. We Sorry, I, d-
2: I, know, I know we're trying to wrap it up. crow's uh, slacking I, on the bed
1: over here. I know that's that's my that's my one my one job on this podcast is to. Well,
2: this is the only place you can come and get.
1: The, we'll let people know uh, my Venmo handle so they can give me cash, and then so that I can buy Bitcoin. And and, and by the way, Crow will steal that money. I will one hundred percent take that money, and it, I might just give it to a homeless person. All right.
2: Or spit or buy a bucket.
1: Or five or not for a homeless person. Yeah, the Missouri it's game good. is at 7:30 p.m. Central on the SEC on network, what? and that One will that will be on January
2: 25. So, Tuesday, as, as you listen to this, Probably, so this yeah. Today, or it already happened.
1: Yeah, so because
2: we know that you guys listen to this the second it comes out. Boom,
1: the Oklahoma I'll, game goes
2: straight to the top of the list. Forget
0: the Observer. Forget <laughs> anything on three. Does this is priority listening.
1: I mean, it comes out at a random time on Tuesdays because it doesn't ever come yeah. out at the same time. You never know, yeah. like a thief in the night. Our podcast gets your—they're
2: your... just sitting there, listening, like <laughs> swiping down on their uh, to to uh, refresh their feed.
1: That OU game though, Chief. Uh huh. That one's on the twenty ninth of January. It's a one That's o'clock a, p.m. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday game at one p.m. on Big ESPN. Oh. The eyes of the nation will be turning upon all of them because nothing else is going to be on at 1 o'clock that Saturday except maybe an NFL playoff game.
2: But <laughs> I wonder I wonder what uh, announcer will go for that. I, hope I haven't seen it yet. We'll probably know tomorrow.
1: I really hope it's Bill Walton, but it won't be.
2: Oh, God. I, w- I wish Bill Walton did all our games. So
1: do I. I, wish I know there's
2: a lot of people that don't. I wish it was
1: uh, Andy Burcham, Bill Walton, and Sonny Smith in a three-man booth. Oh, my
4: booth. God. Oh, my goodness!
1: Calling all the games.
4: Can you imagine two hours of Bill Walton and Sonny Smith telling stories during a game? How amazing that would be!
1: Finding Actually, common that be, ground.
4: That would be uh, that would be better than the uh, the
2: Manning brothers uh, Monday Night Football feed.
1: I'd pay a hundred dollars. I'd pay a hundred dollars for an audio yeah, I'd recording
2: subscribe to that. Channel. <laughs> Sonny and Bill Walton Manningcast.
1: Sonny and Bill Walton Manningcast of the Auburn Missouri game. Yeah, I'd pay a hundred bucks for that.
2: Any game, Texas Tech, uh, Texas El Paso. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Just man,
1: all right. All right, well,
0: well, get Let them let them get back to their lives.
1: Go on, get back with your life. Don't text and drive.
0: Be care.
1: Have a wonderful weekend.
2: Cox out